1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline, he himself has a championship ring here in Boston, part of the 08 Celtics championship teams. He's now breaking it all down at NBC Sports Boston. Happy to have Eddie House with Gresh and Keith here on WEEI. Eddie, good morning. How are you, man?
3: I'm good. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for having me.
2: Well, uh, we appreciate the time, and I got to tell you, it's been uh, a ton of fun following these Celtics, but through your trained eyes, you've been around superstars. You've seen superstars ascend. I'm curious what you are seeing in the game of Jason Tatum right now.
3: Well, I'm seeing a a guy understanding uh, how good he is and, and how good he can be if he continues to, put the work into the game, Um, we all know him coming in was a scorer. He will be able to score. And I think let's just go from the beginning of this season to right now. There were times where at the end of games he wasn't as aggressive as he needed to be. Well, we haven't seen that in these playoffs. We haven't seen that since they've been making that run. He's been aggressive. And aggressive doesn't necessarily mean always taking the shot. Aggressive means putting pressure on the defense trying to get your shot, but once you do draw a double team, once you do bring an extra defender to you, making the right read, making the right play, I think that's where he's grown immensely is he's understanding how to make the right play for his teammate and when to make the right play, when to take it himself and when to defer to his teammates. And I think it's a perfect balance that he's found. And most of the superstars, when they when they become that superstar and they take that ascension from a star to a superstar level, they start seeing those things, and that's the thing that takes them to the next level is they're able to make and decipher plays. Before they happen, the game slows down, and it seems they always seem to make the right play.
4: Eddie, do you think the Celtics need to win this series? Because they just knocked off the defending champs and uh, the guy who many think is the best player in the league, and Giannis, and even though they don't have home court in the series, they are the Vegas favorite, and with Tatum, they will have the best player on the court. So in your mind, do they need to win this one?
3: Hell, yeah. What do you mean? They're trying to win a championship. Hell, yeah. you got to win this series. you got to win the next one, too. They have eight games to win. You're eight games away from hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy, right, and everybody on that team and in that organization getting another ring and putting this organization ahead of the Lakers, because I believe they're tied right now with 17. We will have 18 banners, and that That will be the lead for the NBA. That's very important in my eyes as well. So, yes, they have to win this series. They have to win the the, – once you start winning these games like this, and you start believing, anything else will be a failure. You know, you you fell short, and I, I'm quite sure everybody within that organization will say that. Like, if they don't get it done, they're like, "Damn, we had a great opportunity, man. This was the team. Now, now we got to regear for next year and try to do it all over again." And in the long grind of the regular season, well, right now, you got an opportunity where it's maybe only 14 games left if each one goes game seven. So you got to say, hey, for just in my mind, 14 games max. But we need to win eight of these things, however many games it takes. I know it might take fourteen, it might be less, but we got to win eight and and that's really the focus is to win four first and then look look forward to the the next four after that. But yes, this is definitely a must win uh, a series. I mean I don't think there's any other way to look at it. It's championship or bust. You don't get this far and don't and, and think anything else is you know silver lining or you know you get your participation in the Eastern Conference. These guys have been there before already. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. They want to get past that and get to the NBA Finals. Believe me, that's a burning fire, desire, and hunger that those those young men have.
2: Eddie House, Celtics analyst for NBC Sports Boston, here with Gresh and Keith. Of course, Eddie House has a championship ring on his finger. And Eddie, halfway through the playoffs, what is it like? Like, what are players kind of going through right now? Is it almost a reset button? Are you re-energized the closer you get to the end of the season and winning that championship? The regular season is long. The playoffs are rough. Are guys gassed right now, or are they just kind of blowing through whatever they're feeling at this point?
3: Well, I could tell you just from my experience when I wasn't a guy that logs heavy minutes. Um, so there was no way that I was going to be gassed. You know, I'm anywhere between 18 to 25 minutes a, a night. You know, I'm not logging at 33, 34, 38 minutes type, uh, or even 40 at times, depending on who they are. So, I can't speak for them, but what I can speak on is I've watched them take care of their bodies to make sure that they are in tip-top condition um, throughout the year. So when they do get to this moment, they won't be gassed. They'll be prepared. They're taking care of their body off the court by getting massages, by making sure that they're eating the right way, that they're hydrating the right way. I have seen that. And with everything go with the team that people have uh, built around them and the brand that these guys are creating for themselves. I'm quite sure that they're taking care of themselves the same way. Um, But on top of that, I mean, if being eight games away or four wins away from getting to the NBA finals doesn't motivate you and whatever you're dealing with, you're able to compartmentalize that and put that somewhere else and take yourself to another level. Then there's nothing that will do that. So, I think at this point, it's just, you know what, you it is what it is, and, you know, we'll rest we'll rest when the season's over with. That's how you have to look at it. You'll rest when it's over. Like when some people say, man, you know, I don't barely sleep. I'll sleep when I die. It's very similar to that.
4: Eddie, you mentioned you didn't play heavy minutes. Do you feel like you came into the league about 10 years too early? Because if you were playing now, you'd only need 20 <laughs> minutes. They'd still let you shoot 9-10 threes.
3: Yeah, no, no, I don't. I think that I came in the perfect time. Um you know, mom and pops had me at the perfect. I was a love child. You know, at the end of the day, uh, I was born on Mother's Day. So you know, my mom always say I was a gift to her. So no, I came at the perfect time. It was, I, I think it's it's a it, it's always like this. Like everybody looks back and say, "Dang, if you would have played in this era, like even the older guys." I remember playing with the Heat. Uh, my my first three years there, Bob McAdoo always saying, "Like man, if I was playing right now, I would be getting maximum dollars," but it, because it took players like him for the game to evolve to get to where it's at. It took players like myself and other guys who were really good knockdown shooters to take the game to where it is right now, to where threes are, are something that are looked at as, hey, man, you know what, we need guys that can shoot to take six or seven of these a game where, you know, you had to be hot to take seven threes in a game. I mean, you had to really have it rocking and rolling to take seven threes in a game. Um, it just was a different era and a different game, but – um, I would like to credit, you know, some of the guys that came before to have the evolution of the game to where it's at now. So, no, I'm I'm glad that I came in when it was. It was a little, it was a little different type of game. It was a m- more physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that this game's not physical, but it was definitely more physical. You had to keep your head on the swivel. My rookie season, you could not cut through that lane without catching the elbow to the chest, and if you wasn't careful, you could catch it to the chin, and there was no calls that were being called. So, uh, no, I, I think I came at the perfect time.
4: So, this is my first time talking to Eddie House. So, Eddie, I have to ask, uh, my first memory of you was watching Sports Center Highlights when you were at Arizona State and you scored 61 points in a game against Cal. What was that game like and how early on in that game did you realize, you know what, I'm, I, this could be a, this could be a special game for me?
3: Well, it was, you know, I'm from the Bay Area. So, that was the last game as a collegiate player that I was going to be playing in front of my family with an Arizona State jersey on. So I definitely wanted to win that game. I definitely hate Cal basketball. I always wanted to stick it to them. I played my best ball against them game in and game out. And so with all those factors, um, I just wanted to win the game. And believe it or not, I only had 19 at half. So, uh, yeah, I just – and we went to double overtime. So all those buckets, I needed every lad's basket for us to win. And uh, that's all it was. It was just – I had no idea when the game was over with, uh, Eddie Johnson, who covers the Phoenix Suns, you know, used to play in the NBA, mm-hmm. or NBA bet. Um, EJ was like, uh, man, you know how many points you got? He did the after game interview. He's like, you know how many points you got? I was like, uh, like, what, 43? He was like, no, 61. I was like, oh, man, praise God. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I had no idea. You know, I was really in the moment. So I, I know I was I was getting buckets. I know I was getting baskets, but I never one time looked up to see or asked anybody how much that I that I had. All I was looking at was at the score and was like, man, we might lose this game, and I just didn't want to go out like that.
2: Eddie House, Celtics analyst here with Gresh and Keith on WEEI. Uh, if you would, Eddie, you know we always look at Tatum and Brown and say, okay, those are the stars, and then the guys on the other side. And in this instance, I would say it's Jimmy Butler and maybe Bam Adebayo. If you slide those two guys off of each roster, what do you see for the depth with each team in terms of how maybe some of those guys are going to match up? Is there a player or two that you're in particular going to have your eye on outside of the guys that we already know are pretty damn good?
3: Well, the the thing is I looked at the Miami Heat roster and, and who can really go get a basket on their own, right? You probably have, Oh, we already took Jimmy out, we take Bam out, right? So now you're looking at Tyler Hero. He's a guy that could go get it on his own. Victor Oladipo, he's a guy that could, could get it on his own. But I look at us and like, okay, what defenders do we have that can make it tough on them? And I think everybody we have can make it tough on those other two guys. We know what 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 Jason and what Jalen are, are capable of doing defensively, but Marcus, what he can do defensively. I think it would be tough for Jimmy Butler to try to post up Marcus Smart if Marcus is guarding Jimmy. It's going to be tough on Jimmy. And then you could flip it and give him length and size. I think you could give Jimmy Butler a bunch of different looks, uh, very similar to what I think Miami is going to try to do, Um, except not with personnel but with schemes, with Jason and Jalen. I think what they're going to do is mix it up. They're not going to give him a steady diet of, this is how we're going to play a pick and roll. They'll switch sometimes. They'll hard show. They'll blitz him sometimes they'll even try to push him out further so they can kind of push up and go under everybody stay connected and just meet him under and then play one on one from there. They're gonna get they're gonna run some zone. So they're gonna give the the Celtics a bunch of different looks and I think we have the matchups when it comes down to it to where we win. Like, okay, once you get past Bam and and um, Jimmy Butler and then you look at Tyler Hero, I mean I don't really think that – and I think it's going to be tough on Tyler Hero. I think that we have the matchup favorite everywhere else. Like, Tyler Hero can't guard Jason Tatum. We could seek him out. Um, Oladipo can't guard Jason Tatum. We could seek him out. They're going to try to keep P.J. Brown close to him and stuff like that and Jimmy Butler. But besides that, I think we can seek out favorable matchups. And I, Kyle Lowry is an a X factor to me. If he's able to come back and he's healthy, that's another guy with grit, understands how to play the game get sneaky foul calls, offensive foul calls. So he's a guy that I'm watching that, you know, when he gets inserted and injected back into this series, he can, he can make a difference for, for that heat team. But since he's out, he's a guy that I'm not looking at right now, but definitely down in the future. He's a, guy a guy that, of concern for me, but I think we just have more depth. Okay. We could shoot the ball better than them. I think we could defend better than them. Um, one-on-one matchup, defend and team defend. I think they're a great team defensive team, but, again when it gets down to the crunch time and we start seeking out favorable matchups who can keep their guy in front of them i think we got more guys on our team that could take the one-on-one challenge than the heat have
4: marcus smart is listed as questionable with a right midfoot sprain he of course missed one game in the milwaukee series which they won but what kind of impact would that have on tonight's game one if if smart can't go
3: I think he's going to be able to go. I mean, I, if he can't go, I think that does affect because that's a, another defender, like I said. I think mm-hmm. that the most important thing is for Jimmy Butler not to be comfortable um, because he's going to have to guard on the other end. Think about the last two series. He's been getting away with not having to guard anybody, really. You know, there's been nobody that's really been a dog in any of these series that where he's like, okay, I got to go to work on the defensive end, and if it takes away a little bit of my offense, I don't care because I got to go ahead and clamp this up. He has that issue with this team, with this Boston Celtics team. He's going to have to guard Jason Tatum. He's going to have to guard Jalen Brown. You got he he can't hide in this series. They're going to, he's going to have to guard them. And on the flip side, I think we're going to have to guard him, but we're going to give him different matchups. That's why if Marcus Smart is not playing, to me that that's going to be a problem. But I I, I see him playing. I, if it's not broke, if it's not tore. I think he should I think he'll play, and the way he finished the game off i think I think he'll be out there on the court, but he's a guy that could give Jimmy a different look. he could give Tyler Hero a different look. Jalen is a different defensive look to both of those guys, and Jason Tatum is a different look to both of those guys, and I think that's what we're gonna thrive at is where none of these the guys that really get baskets for Miami hero and Jimmy Butler, them two guys for on the perimeter are going to get different looks, and the different defensive looks are, look how long Tatum is, look how athletic Brown is, look how strong and bullish and smart defensively uh, smart is, no pun intended. So I think that is in our favor as well. So looking at it in the grand scheme of things, I got the, I got them in six, um, but it could go either way. I think it'll be a close series, but in six for the Celtics.
2: Eddie, last thing for you, why do these players listen to Ime Udoka? What is it about Udoka that has gotten the Celtics playing defense, sharing the basketball, and the offensive efficiency is much better than it was first half of the year?
3: Well, I think, number one, you know, he played the game, right? And players can sniff fakeness and sniff sniff through, you know, B.S. Right. And some of these coaches come in with BS and they come in with all these X's and O's. But really, it don't ever come in. Sometimes it comes down to the Joes and not the X's and O's. Right. And I'm going to put my player in a position to make the right play. And, you know, I I trust my player to make the right play and and give them freedom to do those things. Well, I think he's a former player. Number one, he's somebody who's played on teams that have won. So looking up to a guy that's like, just like you look at what Dallas is doing over there. Let they really believe in what Jason Kidd is telling them, because again, you can get behind somebody like that that's done it, that's been in big time moments, that's been in big time situations, and that's, that's encouraging you, not tearing you down, but then challenging you at the same time, like being having that perfect balance. I think they have a great staff. Damon Stoudemire, another former player, is on that staff. So you have these 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 opinions and these these brains, these minds basketball minds, helping these kids, these youngsters, I shouldn't say kids, these young men, and I, that's why they buy it. They see it's working. They see that it's working, and when something does work, you're like, man, he was right, and then you'll believe me. You'll start running through a wall, especially if, if you trust that coach because the coach also has to have a pulse of the locker room, and I think he may, Udoka does have that to where he understands when they might need a rest, when I need, when I need to push hard, when I need to pull back, when I need to give them some love, some rest. I'm going to give it to them. But when I need to ratchet up a little bit, make them pay attention to detail, I'll do it. And these guys have been responding uh, perfectly. So I think a combination of those things and, and the main thing is that he has played, he has gained their respect by showing them respect, and also what he's talking about and what he's doing, it comes to fruition. And they see, like, okay, now they believe. And that's the most important thing is, like, okay, we have to buy in. And they have bought into it, and, and it, he's done a, a fantastic job. Uh, Great job.
2: Eddie, doors always open, man. This has been a great chat. We'd love to do it again sometime. Enjoy game one tonight. And hopefully we got uh, lots of reasons to catch up with you. Great breakdown. Thank you.
3: Let's go Celtics.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.